Welcome to the Shine Shine Geek the Shine Geek and Fast Fret podcast. Done. Well done. Okay, we're gonna use that. <laughs> Welcome to the Fast Fret and Sean Geek Podcast with me, your host, Sean Geek, or Seanorama, if you so prefer. This week, I wanted to talk about this. Can you hear the beautiful resonant chords? Isn't that beautiful? Tasty lick, tasty lead. We are going to talk about one of the most jaw-dropping, amazing albums of all time. The album is called Super Trooper. The band is... ABBA or ABBA and um, what a great freaking album like I, I don't even I don't even know where to start with how phenomenal this album is it is um, <clears throat> for me my introduction to this album was uh, when it came out which let's just see what Wikipedia says here their seventh studio album and it was released in 1980, which would probably be when we got it. So around that time, <clears throat> but my parents had a um, a record player, and it was in the it was in the kitchen or in the dining room, I guess, off the kitchen, and it was set up there, and you could put the headphones on, and you could take a listen, and kind of you know kind of in immerse yourself in whatever records that mom and dad had. So they had voulez-vous. And, uh, you know, some Gordon Lightfoot, some Jerry Reed, The Ventures, Beatles, you know, a whole bunch of different albums. But the cover of this album, well, the cover of Voulez-Vous was, was interesting to me because the color scheme and, and the, the, the neon and it, it was just like, who are these people? They're, they're dressed like uh, Greek gods or something. And they're all very, very, you know, attractive looking people. But then... This album came out, and they bought it. And at the time, I was kind of listening, you know, kind of flipping through Dad's records and Mom's records. And there was a couple of, I think at that time, I wasn't quite into Kiss. I kind of, I'd heard it at my cousin Randy's house. And, you know, it was alive too. And, you know, you open the gatefold, and you see blood and fire and lights and all this sort of stuff. But I didn't own my own album yet. Not quite. I think I got my first album in 81, 82. That was mine. So mom had this. Then she had uh, Boney M's Night Flight to Venus, which is actually a pretty good album. And something about the cover of this album kind of got me. 
Um, anyway, this album, when it came out, it was the best-selling album in the UK. Uh, they were a worldwide phenomenon. I think this might be their last album or second last album. But putting this one on, the album, there was something about the cover that was very, very fascinating. Um, I'm just kind of looking at it here. And um, it was just the four of them. There was, a, there was a light on them. There was a whole bunch of people around them. And there was just something odd. Like there was something, there was something going on um, in this album. So, there, yeah, there was something about this album. There was just, it, it was just very interesting. So the cover seems sad. Like I got that right away. From the photography, there was something sad. This almost felt like a final curtain call. I mean, I didn't really know the band that well. Mom played, you know, two or three songs off of Ulevu in the house, and she would sing along and stuff, but there was something poignant, I guess, about the cover. So, I mean, I wanted to listen to it because I was curious because, I mean, Vulevu seemed to be Mom's album, and then she bought this one, and she, I don't think she was really listening to it. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to actually put this on. I'm going to listen to it. And in, in those days... You know, when getting an album or an LP, you would, you know, you'd, you would, op you would um, kind of put a little pressure in the top and the bottom and it would kind of pop open and you could slide the record sleeve out. And on the record sleeve was all the lyrics, which is nice. Like, because I mean, I'm, I, you know, at the time I'm, you know, nine, ten years old I, and, and I'm reading, but I mean, I don't understand lyrics and I don't understand, you know, my vocabulary is not phenomenal at that age. So anyway, I'm like, hey, I'm going to listen to this. So I pop it on, the lead track, Super Trooper. Now, for me, I see that, and I'm thinking Star Wars, Stormtroopers, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? And I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, I don't quite understand. And, you know, that song is, is, is really good, like really good. And I'm not going to play it here because that's, that's the only song I feel that gets played. So I really kind of want to play some other tracks on here and i'm going to be very honest there isn't a song on there isn't a song on this album that i don't like um the, the song had 10 tracks originally but it looks like there's a listing on youtube music has 12 i don't know what those other two songs are but who cares it's not part of the original release it doesn't doesn't count in my opinion but it goes from super trooper to a song called the winner takes it all and from the the groove of Super Trooper and how much fun it is, I'm just gonna play like a second of it here. Super Trooper, beautiful. So, just in that little snippet there, I think they're singing about some personal stuff. Now, I don't know all the interplay and all the relationship issues. Maybe there wasn't the band. Uh, I do understand that the two men, uh, Benny and um, Bjorn, I think that's what it is, Benny and Bjorn, they were kind of like the um, the songwriters in terms of the, you know they wrote the music they did the composition they did all the arranging arranging of the instruments and the orchestra 
related things and all that. Like they were the two people that did that. But I was listening to the lyrics and I'm like, who wrote these lyrics? Was it the ladies? And then I'm listening to the stories that are being told. Cause this song is definitely for me, a concept album. I don't know if it was intentionally meant to be, but there's definitely a story that weaves through and I could be wrong, but this is my interpretation, but it feels like this is a story about a group at the height of their powers. And they're, they're, they're hitting the end of the stage, like the end of their touring and they're keeping things together for the fans and they're putting on faces and they're trying to work together. But the story that seems to, to, to play through this entire album is that um, there was two couples in the band. I can't remember who was with who. But basically they had split from each other. Both couples had split and were with different people. But they were still trying to make ABBA happen and still make it a thing. So throughout this whole thing, there's this long, complicated, weird relationship that they're having within the band and trying to perform on stage and trying to be happy for each other. And there's, there's songs where, oh, you know, I, I saw you with her and uh, I hope you're happy, but I miss you. Like There's just this longing for the way things used to be. So it's just, it's just this, it's really sad. So I remember I would, I would pour through these lyrics and I was like, I was really listening to lyrics back then. I was trying to, to figure out the creativity and the songwriting, what was going on. But the winner takes it all is fucking sad. Like fucking sad. Take a listen.
Utterly heartbreaking and so earnest. And so, and again, I think I've brought this up many times before. I'm not a guy who listens to lyrics typically. I'm drawn in by the melody, the, you know, the, the melody of the vocal. But I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the words, but I'm not hearing the words. Like I'm feeling the, a more emotive. So if someone is, is singing in a, in a longing, or yearning voice. I'm feeling that longing or yearning. I may not be getting the lyrics exactly, but I'm getting the sensation of the emotion that's coming through. But this is one of those rare occur rare occurrences where the rhyming scheme, um, the the way that the verses, the lyrics are are put together is very very intricate and very very detailed, very specific, very technical but somehow incredibly emotional and uh, the way the vocal is carried off is, is incredibly like you, you can feel what she's singing, but the music behind it, like there's this boom, 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 like there's this kind of disco thing going on in the background, but there's a sadness to the chords that are chosen and you really, really hear it in that song. It, it, Oh my God, it's so heartbreaking. And, and honestly, um, I think this might've been a single, but I'm not really sure, but it speaks volumes of how tough it was to be in this band and how, 
how much of a strain it was on, on the various relationships. Um, and, and then there's like Andante, Andante, or sorry, On and On and On, which is the next song, which was my favorite song for the longest time. I just, I just love that song. Um, and then Andante, Andante, which is melancholic again. Uh, me and I was, a, a, I, I, for me, feels like a, a sense of um, finding your own inner strength, that sort of thing. Um, well, let's take a listen. often I feel gets missed when people talk about ABBA was the guitar playing. I really like what uh, the guitar player is doing in here. And that, that's one of the two, uh, I can't remember, it's Bjord or Benny. Eh? I think Benny's the guitar player and Bjord is the piano. I, I don't know. I don't know enough about the band, but <clears throat> his licks are very, very tasty. And when he gets a chance to show off, it's really good. Um, but what I like, there's a punchiness to it. Like, even though this is pop and, you know, it, it's as mainstream as you can get, there's a lot of technical aspects going on uh, th through the music. It's not just it's not just a drum machine and, and a keyboard part over top of it. Like, it's very intricately laid out and put together, and there's a lot of things going on. Um, we're going to go to, hmm, what are we going to do next? Probably the big disco hit off this album was Lay All Your Love On Me. Let's do this one.
Jesus Christ is that an amazing song. It's so good. It's yeah, I know it's 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 very disco. Like it's just very kind of fun and boppy. But it is so fucking I don't know, sad's not the right word. It's just there's this frustration in there. There's a sadness. There's like things didn't go the way I planned. Like some of the like the lyrics in this song. Um, I wasn't jealous before we met. Now every woman I see is a potential threat and I'm possessive. It isn't nice. You've heard me saying that smoking was my only vice, but now it isn't true. Now everything is new and all I've learned has overturned. I beg of you. And it has that big meow. lay all your love on me. Now I've heard that line in a million different songs, but the way she sings it, she's like, like, Oh, there's just so much going on here. The, just the delivery of the line. The the sort of like... Oh. She's unhappy. She's in this situation where she's in this band with this guy that she was in love with. And they created all these wonderful memories and all this wonderful music and all this greatness. And performed you know, to millions of people. And now she's just... She's just a person that is out of a relationship. She can't find another one that has any sort of meaning. She's kind of meandering and not finding herself. Like there's a line here. um, I've had a few little love affairs. They didn't last very long and they've been pretty scarce. I used to think I was sensible. It makes the truth even more incomprehensible. Who the fuck uses incomprehensible in a song? But they, it works. It makes the truth even more incomprehensible. Because everything is new and everything is you. And oh my God. Because everything is new and everything is you. And all I've learned has overturned. What can I do? Holy. How, how do you write words like this? That are so fucking real. Like this is this is good shit. Like this is really good shit. Um, that on and on and on was my favorite song once upon a time on this album, but I really, I really got to give it to, um, lay all your love on me. There's, there's so much going on here. Um, boy, what else can I say on, what else can we play? Okay. I know the, the final track on the album, track 10, the way old friends do. It was a live recording. It felt like a final song. Um, it, it's really good, but just you can you can hear in this live performance. It feels like this is the last show they did, the last song they performed. I I know it's probably not the case. It just feels that way because that's the way the album was put together. But it's just so sad. It's it's like. We did all these things, but goodbye. I'm moving on to the next stage of my life, which is going to be much smaller, much more compact, less rigorous, less tiring, less exhausting, and possibly less satisfying. Let's listen to the way old friends do.
Did you feel that? Did you feel that? That song, wow, I just had a moment listening to it just now. It's making me think of Shane, my buddy Shane. I'm recording in my car. You can hear the sirens. That song is really emotional. I am, I'm glad I decided to put this on here. It's... Yeah, man. I don't know why, but this... You know what? Right now I've decided this is me and Shane's song. This is our song of our friendship together. I miss you, buddy. Anyway, go... Go listen to this album front to back. Grab it on your streaming platform, whatever one it is. Go listen to Super Trooper by ABBA. Listen, have the lyrics up, and read along to the song of each song and feel one of the best albums that were ever, ever released and enjoy. See you guys on the flip side. Thank you for listening.
and we'll see you next week. And bye. bye. Have a good day. Hey, gang. Sean Geek here. And Fast Fret. And we have two storefronts. If you are a Public fan, you can browse our inventory over at Public, which is tpublic.com forward slash Sean Geek Podcast. Or redbubble.com slash people slash Sean Geek Podcast. You can get anything from either storefront, from T-shirts, stickers, phone cases, accessories of all kinds. We're talking masks, notebooks, mugs, pillows, totes, tapestries. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> Everything's there. <laughs> Just go to those addresses. Also, check the show notes and help support the show. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye.